We sang my favorite hymn tonight. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. What a faithful God we serve. Amen. Genesis 27, I'm going to read the first 10 verses here. <clears throat> I invite you to stand with me as we read our text. We're going to look at this blessing that is mentioned here. And uh, in the life of Jacob, blessing uh, that uh, mentioned in his life. And, you know, we need the blessing of God. Oh, yes. Amen. Genesis 27, verse number 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, <coughs> excuse me, and said unto him, my son, and he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold now, I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field and take me some venison. And all the hunters said, Amen. And all the eaters said, Amen. Amen. Verse 4, and make me savory meat such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, <coughs> Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison. And make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father such as he loveth. Thou shalt bring it to thy father that he may eat and that he may bless thee before his death. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you, God, for your grace upon us, allowing us to be gathered here again tonight. And Lord, uh, to hear these songs and to sing these songs, and Lord, to just uh, direct our hearts in praise to you, worship for all that you've done for us, dear God. You have blessed us beyond measure. Lord, our lives are daily loaded with, with benefits Amen. from you. So, God, we thank you for that. But, Lord, tonight we're looking for the blessing. Amen. Not all these blessings, although we're thankful for them, we're looking for the blessing. Amen. Yeah. God, I pray that you'd help us, give us understanding as we look into the life of Jacob and this blessing, God, that he so desperately needed. Lord, I pray that you would give us understanding not only of his life but of our own. Guide us into the truth by your spirit. May Christ be exalted and magnified above all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for standing. You may be seated. <coughs> the blessing here, the, the word bless is found 165 times in the five books of Moses. It's a very important topic uh, in the word of God. Uh, there are generational blessings, there's, uh, there's national blessings, there's personal blessings, 
And, uh, and so it's a big topic in the Word of God, and especially in these first five books. In Genesis, you find the word bless in all of its forms in 80, uh, 89 times just in this book. Wow. But of those 89 times in the 50 chapters in Genesis, one chapter, this chapter, Genesis 27, has the word bless in it 23 times. Wow. It's a big topic right here. And I believe the Lord uh, wants to teach us something and, uh, about this blessing. Now, to bless in general means to promote a wish of happiness to one. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, bless and bliss are from the same root word, from the same root. But in Genesis 27, it's not just talking about a general blessing. Mm, that's right. It is uh, something much deeper than that here. As we read this story, and, uh, and you, you look up the word bless in the Webster's Dictionary, you get about nine or ten different right. interpretations or uh, definitions, I mean. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there's a note I found in Genesis 27 uh, in the dictionary. It said, uh, this is to pronounce a solemn, prophetical benediction upon. So when, when, you know, when we say, God bless you, we say that a lot. And I think that's a good thing to do. It's, you know, what you're saying is, I, I want God's blessings to be upon you. Right. And that's good. In, in a general sense, that's good. But this is something altogether different. Yeah, right. yeah. This is something that was prophetic in nature. It was something that was a solemn thing, a very serious thing. It was a benediction. It was pronouncing God's blessings upon you in a very official manner. And here, this, this blessing, to say that this blessing was a big deal, I think would be saying it very mildly. Yes, yes. Uh, this, this is such a big deal, what's happening here in Genesis 27. <clears throat> and it was important enough, as you read the story, and you're probably familiar with all the story. We read the first ten verses just to get an idea, to yeah. set the stage. But it was important enough that Isaac, is, he wants to make sure that he does this before he dies. Now you say, well, I mean, he's old and he's getting ready to die. Isaac will live another 50 years after this story. He's got a lot of living to do. But listen, this blessing is so important that he pronounced this blessing that he gets a little sniffle and he thinks, oh boy, I better get this done. No, it's not a bad thing. There are some things that we need to make sure we do before we die. Amen. And uh, the sooner the better on most of them. But here, uh, uh, Isaac, he wants to make sure that this blessing is given. It's important enough that Rebekah and Jacob are willing to betray the trust of Isaac. They are willing to risk family harmony over this. They concoct this plan. Rebekah concocts the plan and Jacob goes along with it. And we read this part where they said, uh, Rebecca said, you know, why don't we just do this here? And, uh, and that way you can get the blessing, Jacob. Yeah, that's right. And you say, why would she do this? Well, look, look just a page back or two in Genesis 25. Look at Genesis 25. Listen, some things in the Bible are kind of hard for us to wrap our minds around. But it's important that we put our mind to them. And in Genesis 25, verse 20, it says, Isaac was 40 years old 
when he took Rebekah to wife, <coughs> the daughter of Bethuel the Syrian of Paddan Aram, the sister to Laban the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Re Rebekah his wife conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And, uh, and she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, notice this, The Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Right. So Rebekah has this knowledge in her mind right. and in her heart. And when she gives birth to these twin boys, she understands that Jacob, who will come out with his hand on his brother's heel, yeah. supplanting him, um, and that's why he's called Jacob, she understands that Jacob will be stronger than Esau, and she understands that Esau will end up being in service to Jacob. Now, she has this in her mind, and so you fast forward all these years later when her boys are grown and Isaac's getting ready to give the blessing, the blessing upon his son Esau, and Isaac, listen, Isaac's excited to give it to Esau. Because Isaac loves Esau. Right. He loves him more than he loves Jacob. But Rebekah loves Jacob more than she loves Esau. You know, you study the loves of, of Isaac. Isaac had three loves, the Bible mentions. Rebekah, Esau, and savory meat. And every one of those things, listen, every one of those people and things let him down. Amen. Rebecca deceived him. Yeah. Esau disappointed him. Right. And the savory meat desensitized him. Yeah. Right. Amen. Right. You better be careful. Listen, God needs to be your first love. Amen. Right. If he's your first love, then the other loves will work out. Amen. Amen. Right. The way they should. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and so Rebecca is willing to to undermine her family and and all of that to get this blessing. And, and she's trying to help God. She knows what God has said to her. And she knows that God's not a liar. Right. So she knows that Jacob is going to be favored. And so she decides, oh, I'll just help the Lord. Right. You know, the Lord does not need our help Amen. to get his will accomplished. He just needs our submission and our faith. Amen. And so she tries to help the Lord. And uh, she ends up, they are successful in their, uh, in their uh, plot to steal the blessing from Esau and get it to Jacob. This, this blessing is so important to these people, this family, that Esau balls like a baby when it's stolen from him. Here's this big, rough hunter, outdoorsman. He's, I mean, he's just the, the epitome of the man's man. Right. And when he finds out that the blessing has been stolen from him, right. he lifts up his voice, he weeps, he cries, he begs his dad, Lord, uh, Dad, can't you bless me? 
Give me a blessing. And Jacob said, Look, I've already given, or I mean, Isaac said, I've already given it to your brother Jacob. I can't go back. He said, Well, give me something. And so basically, you know what Isaac gives Esau? He gives him a a reaffirming of the fact that Jacob's going to rule over him. No matter how bad you want something, the truth is the truth. And, uh, and so, you know, Esau, uh, it meant that much to him. It meant so much to Esau. Uh, and, and we can look at some of these verses. You see in verse 34 is when he's crying in chapter 27. And then look in verse 42. Look at verse 42. And these words of Esau, I'm sorry, verse 41. And Esau hated Jacob, because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. You don't think this blessing meant a big deal to them? Esau has it in his heart. He has hatred. He has murder toward his own brother, his own twin brother. This blessing means so much to this family that Jacob, once he gets it, he'll have to leave home. He'll have to run for his life. It meant so much to Isaac to get this done that he ignores the red flags that are going up during the whole blessing process. Look, look uh, Look at verse 19. Just trying to set the stage here a little bit. <laughs> Verse number 19 of Genesis 27. And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that my soul may bless thee. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? Yeah. Right off the bat, Isaac said, Hey, something's not right here. Yeah. I mean, I know Esau is good out there, but I mean, he had to go find it, he had to go kill it, he had to go prepare it, and he's back already? Right. Yes, sir. He says, something's not right with this. Right. And uh, and he said, uh, middle of verse 20, because the Lord thy God brought it to me. Isn't that just like us sometimes when we want something bad enough, we'll drag God into it. Yeah. Come on. God, God did it. This was God's will. If it wasn't God's will, it wouldn't happen. What a bunch of malarkey. Not to use a Joe Biden word, but... Not the best thing he said, probably. We'll bring God into it. We'll blame God for stuff that we do. Well, I prayed about it, and God just led me this way. That, listen, you better be careful about lying about that. We talked about lying last night. He said, God brought it to me. Look at verse 21. Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went, unto, went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, Now look at this. The voice is Jacob's voice but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not because his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. 
And we didn't read this part of the story, but part of their plan was Rebecca was going to cook that meat just the way Esau fixed it, and then they were going to take the skins of that goat and, and paste it onto Jacob all over the place because Esau was a hairy man right. and Jacob was a smooth man. Right. And so, man, they covered everything. They had it all figured out. They had every base covered. There was no way they were going to get caught. Yeah. And guess what? They didn't get caught at first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, Isaac, he's there in the bed. He can't see. We've already been told, verse 1, his eyes were dim. He couldn't see. Right? So that's one yeah. sense gone. Yeah. Yeah. He can't trust it. Then he says, hey, uh, let me feel you. Yeah. It's another sense, isn't it? Yeah. Okay? He hears his voice. Yeah. Yeah. But because of what he felt, because of what he could not see, because of what he tasted. Right. See there in verse 25. Yeah. He says, bring it near to me. I will eat of my son's venison that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him and he did eat. And he brought him wine and he drank. He said, man, this tastes just like Esau, what he, what he makes for me. Yeah. This is just like Esau's famous venison recipe. Yeah. It tasted right. It smelled right. You see there in verse 27, he came near and kissed him and smelled the smell of his raiment. Right. So he's... he's He's, all the senses here are, are, are here. They're listed. Yeah. Sight, feeling, yeah. smell, taste, right. hearing. Yeah. You know, of those five, one, he actually got it right. That's it, right? Yeah. You know what it was? Hearing. It was the hearing. Yes. But he allowed those other four to overcome what he heard. Listen, here's a good time to remind us, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You say, well, you know, I just this does not seem right to me. It doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't taste right. It doesn't smell right. What does it sound like? Because God has chosen the preaching of the word of God. As you hear God's word, it will guide you in what? To believe Amen. and what not to believe. But Isaac was so, he was so anxious to get this blessing to Esau that he ignored all the red flags. I just got to get this done. I just got to get this taken care of. And so now he has blessed the wrong son. As far as he can see and tell afterwards. It comes to his attention later when Esau comes in and discovers what his brother has done. And all of this is for the blessing of Isaac. It's going to cause turmoil in this home that's going to last for years. And not, listen, not just during their lifetime. Esau's uh, descendants will become known as the Edomites. You know what the Edomites are going to be? They're going to be a thorn in the side of, of Judah. 
and Jacob for the rest of their time. Yes, sir. They still are. All of this as a result of them seeking after this blessing. And I'm telling all of this just so you understand. In our culture, we don't really understand this. Yeah. Yeah. Like we should. Right. But I want us to understand how important this blessing was. Amen. Now, as you read this story, and, you, and, and, and as I was reading this some time back and just thinking about this story, it hit me. I thought, you know, there's not one mention in this chapter of somebody seeking after God's blessing. Mm, right. They are so enamored with Isaac's blessing that nobody's asking for God's blessing. I mean, do you really think that God is going to bless deceit? Is God going to bless uh, 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 conniving and, and right. hatred and murderous thoughts? Is this a, a, the blessing uh, uh, that God would give? Right. No one is seeking after God's blessing. No. Now listen, though we don't understand this culturally as much as we uh, probably should, this much we can understand. When we talk about giving our blessing for things, yeah. okay, I have eight daughters. Mm -hmm. One of these days, I probably will give my blessing to some young man to marry one of my daughters. Wow. Maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's significant. Right. In the world today, it does, they, they don't really care about it. They don't think it, doesn't, they don't think it matters. But it ought to matter to us. God's people ought to matter. Young people, listen. If you've got a dad and mom that, that love God and love the Word of God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything uh, about getting a mate without their blessing. But listen, I want us to understand this. Jacob has the blessing of Isaac, but he still does not have everything he needs. Right. You say, well, well, he already got the birthright, right? He got that back in chapter 25. He got the birthright, and he did that. Listen, he did that, but really, that was more on Esau. Yes, it was. Right. Esau despised his birthright. Right. That's what the Bible says. And so Jacob got that. And now in chapter 27, Jacob, through, through cunning and deception, he gets the blessing as well. He's got the birthright. He's got the blessing. He's got everything he needs. No, he doesn't. Look at Jacob's life here in chapter 28. Look at verse 1. It says, And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, Arise, go to Padanaram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father. Take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee. Make thee fruitful and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. And so he leaves. He's got the blessing of Isaac. He's got the birthright. He goes to Padanaram. And while, listen, on the way there, God meets with him. Yes, he does. Yeah. 
God meets with him. I don't have time to preach all of these stories, but God meets with him. And you read in verse 15, it says of chapter 28, And behold, the Lord speaking, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. I will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. What a blessing. So Jacob, listen, he's got, he's got this, he's got the promise of God that God's presence will be with him, his protection, he has a purpose, he's going to bring him back home safely. He has all of these things. When he gets to Padnerim, Jacob's going to get married. And then he's going to get married. And he's going to have children. And he's going to enter into a business partnership. And he is going to experience amazing prosperity. God is going to bless him. And God is, listen, at the end of everything, when he leaves Laban, go with me, if you will, chapter 31. Or look at verse, uh, chapter 30, verse 43, the last verse of chapter 30. <laughs> the Bible says, And the man increased exceedingly. He's talking about Jacob. Yep. Yep. And had much cattle and maid servants and men servants and camels and asses. And he heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's. Yep. And of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. You know what happened to Jacob and Padanaram? He was blessed. And I, I still, I've tried to wrap my mind around this story with this, the, the ring straight and all that stuff with the cattle. I can't figure it out. But this much I do know. He was working the system. Because Jacob always worked the system. Yes. That was his MO. That's, right. that's how he operated. He was a supplanter from day one. Yeah. And he's listen, that's how he's lived his life. And so far, listen, so far in Jacob's life, he's got the birthright, he's got Isaac's blessing. He's yeah. he has many blessings in his life. Yeah, right. God is with him. God's protecting him. God's providing for him. God loves him. And listen, Jacob thinks, I've got it made. But Jacob is still missing something. And God in his grace and mercy is going to make things uncomfortable for Jacob. You heard that right. In his grace and in his mercy and in his goodness, he is going to make things uncomfortable Amen. for Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, he's comfortable. You know what Jacob reminds me of here? Laodicea. Yeah. Right. We're rich, increased with goods. We have need of nothing. Well, you've got somebody standing at the door, knocking, and that somebody is pretty important. You've got everything in that house except Jesus. Jacob had everything. He had all these blessings, but he did not have the blessing of God. There's a difference, listen, 
There's a difference between the blessings of God and the blessing of God. Each and every one in this in this building, listen, God has been better to you than what you deserve. Right. Way better. You say, well, you don't even know my situation. I don't have to know it. Right. You don't know what I've been through. I don't have to know what you've been through. <laughs> I know this, you're not in hell. Yeah, amen. So God has been better to you than what you deserve. He's been better to me than what I've deserved because I deserve hellfire. And so do you, and so do we all. So the fact that we're not there, the fact that we're in this place tonight and, and we have relative health and, and, and wealth and blessings, each and every one of us, we probably ate today if we wanted to. Yep. We're all going to go home to a place where we can lay our head. Yep. God has been good to us. He daily loads us with yep. benefits. Yep. Yes, he does. Amen. And Jacob, man, he's living the life. Yep. But he's going to run into a little trouble here. And it's all designed by the Lord. Verse number 2 of chapter 31. That Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. What he did, he wore it as welcome. Yeah, he did. Now let me tell you something. Jacob got some of his own medicine with Laban. Yes. Yeah, he did. I mean, he thought he was pretty slick, and he was, but Laban was pretty slick too. Yeah, he was. Yes. You get two guys together, you get you get a business partnership between two men that don't have a conscience. Right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Man. Yes, sir. It's no wonder it ended up the way it did. And so Jacob flees. He runs in the middle of the night. Laban tries to chase him down. He does chase him down. And uh, God keeps Laban from really putting the hurting on Jacob. And so now he has to go back home. And the Lord tells him in chapter 31, verse 3, the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. So Jacob does. He heads back home. Now I want you to look at this. <coughs> Excuse me. Look at uh, chapter 32. Chapter 32. So you can, you can live your life your own way and you can have blessings in your life your own way. You know what the Bible says, though, about the blessing of God? You, you want the blessing of everybody else? You know what the Bible says about the blessing of God? Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. Yeah, right. Right. Amen. Jacob got the blessing of Isaac. But he got a boatload of sorrow along yes, with it. Oh yeah. right. yes. So you just let God put his blessing upon you. And you know, people may say, well, I think the blessing of Isaac is the same as God's blessing. It's not. And the Bible says otherwise. When you look at chapter 32 here, in verse number 1, it says that Jacob went on his way. And the angel of God met him 
And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of the place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, under the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. He was there 20 years. And I have oxen and asses, flocks and men servants and women servants, and I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. Now listen, this is a beautiful little speech, isn't it? Yeah. Let me tell you what it is. In a nutshell, it's Jacob trying to work the system again. Yeah. <laughs> it may have been 20 years, but the last time he saw Esau, he saw Esau. That's pretty good. Esau said... I'm going to kill you. Right. As soon as dad's gone, you're toast. Right. And so Jacob says, you know, I'm going home. I can't, I got nowhere else to go now. Burned out my, you know, my welcome with Laban. So I'm going to go home. You know what I'm going to do is on the way there, I'm going to send some messengers ahead of me to talk to Esau and uh, to tell him all this stuff that I have. And to call him my Lord. Now you know what? Esau knew that Jacob, or that he was not Jacob's Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob knew that Esau was his right. servant. Right. It had been foretold by God, and now Jacob's got the birthright. Right. He's got the blessing. Yep. It, listen, you know what this is? It's flattery. Yeah. It's flattery and bribery. He said, look, uh, you know, I, I just want to find grace in the sight of my Lord. And I, look at all this stuff I got. Right, that's it. If you don't hurt me, right. then maybe you can have some of this stuff. Right. Here's right. a gift. Yeah, right. You know what Jacob's doing? He's not seeking the face of God in his time of trouble. He's trying to work his way out of the mess that he put himself in. Right. Listen, how many times... It would be so much easier for us and so much better if we just say, God, I made a mess. I need your blessing. I need your help. But instead, we try to work the angles. We try to connive our way. We try to bribe and we try to flatter in order to get acceptance. Listen, we, we, Jacob didn't need Esau's blessing any more than he needed the rest of them. He needed God's blessing. He says, here's, here's all this stuff, and, you know, uh, I, I, you know basically, he's, you know, he's just kind of saying, yeah, I just can't wait to see you, Esau. Yeah. Wow. My heart, you know, it's just, <laughs> it. can't wait to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look what he finds, what the messengers find. Yeah. <laughs> Verse 6, the messengers return to Jacob, saying, we came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee. Oh, man. Nice. Man, this is sounding great. And 400 men with him. You know, that doesn't sound like a friendly meeting after all, does it? Why do you need 400 of your friends to come say hi to me? Right? 
This ain't sounding good. So the response is natural. Verse 7, then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two bands and said, if Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. So he comes up again. He says, oh boy, I got to do something. I've got to do something. I've got to come up with a plan. But he's still Jacob. He's still going right back to his old things. And he's going to pray a prayer here and it's going to sound real good. But he still hadn't got it. And so if you look, look down in verse 22. <coughs> Try to wrap it up here. Verse 22. <coughs> It says, and he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the Ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, He touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, this is Jacob speaking, I will not let thee go except thou, what? Now you say, well, who's he wrestling with here? He calls him a man. Well, later on in verse 30, Jacob's going to call the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face. Now, you may disagree with me on this, but I believe this is what we call a Christophanies. This is an appearance of Christ before he uh, was born. We know he's eternal. And so, listen, what we see and what we learn from this is that Jacob is finally brought to a place in his life. And God, listen, God orchestrates this thing. He's brought to a place in his life where he understands the blessing of Isaac is not enough. The birthright is not enough. All these blessings, these goods, this wealth, It's not enough. It's not going to carry me through. It's not what I truly need. And God in his grace, he, he, listen, he hedges the way for Jacob. And he gets him to that place where he's alone. And he appears to him. And he wrestles him. And Jacob said, you know, I understand now what I truly need. I need the blessing of God. That you may get every person in this room to agree with you on something, but if God does not agree with it, you will not have success. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Right. Amen, brother. Yeah. Listen, we've been preaching all these these days. God has put these things together. Listen, we've got to have God. Amen. Right. 
all these things, they're wonderful things. But without God, they're nothing. Without the blessing of God, Jacob is going to fail. He says, I'm not going to let you go except thou bless me. You know what it takes? It takes desperation. Jacob is in this wrestling match, and obviously he's overpowered. He's not going to win this thing. And the Lord reaches and touches the hollow of his thigh. He's going to leave this place walking differently than he ever did before. He'll never walk the same after this. He's losing this wrestling match. And yet, even though he's losing, he won't let go. He, he has this determination, and it's born out of desperation. I've got to have your blessing. I cannot go on without your blessing. Amen. But we have learned how to do things without God's blessing. We know the songs and we know the, we know the phraseology and we know the book and we know these, the expectations. We know the standards. We know what's expected of each other. But listen, we cannot have true success without the blessing of God. What are we after? Are we just after each other, patting each other on the back, saying, oh, you're a good little Christian? Amen. Is that what we're after? Are, are, we after are we after a big crowd? No, sir. Are, are, we, are we after finances? Are we after just the, the applause of men and the platitudes of, of, of the brethren? Why are you here? Why are we here? Why are we doing what we're doing? Listen, it comes down to God's hand being upon us, God fellowshipping with us, God being pleased with us. Amen. And Jacob, listen, God just hedged his way. He just, listen, all these blessings, that's God's mercy, that's God's grace. You say, I've heard people say, well, God can't be upset at me. Look at all these blessings I have in my life. Right. Don't mistake the blessing of God, or I'm sorry, the, the, uh, the goodness of God right. for the blessing of God. Amen. Right. That's good, That's He's good. good. Yes. He reigns on the just and the unjust. Yep. You know that? Right. Yes, he's right. He's good to us even when we're not good to him. Yes. He's merciful. He's patient. He's long-suffering. He's kind. But none of those things are the blessing of God. Right. The approval of God. Yeah. Uh, study to show thyself approved unto God. Amen. Amen. Hey, gentlemen, don't study the book to impress the brethren. Right. Right. Don't study the Bible to impress someone else in it or to pump yourself up like you're something. Right. Listen, you ought to study God's word to get God's approval. Amen. So he said, I'm desperate. I'm, I'm not going to let you go. Yeah. You want the blessing of God? God could have just dumped it on Jacob without this wrestling match. But that would have been, gone against his character. Amen. 
He doesn't cast his pearls before the swine. You're not going to appreciate the blessing and power of God on your life. He's not going to give it to you. Why? Because then you would misuse it. You would use it for yourself and not for his glory. You'd abuse it and, 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 and use it as a, as a tool over God's people instead of helping God's people. Not going to bless you with his power. They're going to bless you with his presence, with his blessing upon your life if you do not have a heart for it. He wants to know. He wants to see your desperation. See, when someone is desperate at this point, then they are understanding their great need. I, I, am, I am so grieved by, by this newfangled evangelism that's going on where people can just have, they just pray a little prayer and then we stamp salvation on them. Yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah, brother. They're not desperate. Yeah. They don't have a hatred for their sin. Right. Listen, they don't want God, they want fire insurance. Yeah, amen. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Listen, brother, when I got saved, I was desperate. I'm thankful the Bible said all you got to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I believe that. But guess what? That night I was under conviction. I'd have done anything else I had to do. Yep. Right. Stand on your head in the corner. I'd have done it. Yep. Right. Yep. Amen. Right. Pray all night on the altar. Don't move. I'd have done it. Right. right. Why? I was desperate. Amen. God will bring you to a point in your life where you realize how greatly you need Him. Amen. That you can do nothing without Him. He was desperate then. I want to get to this. <clears throat> he was honest. Yeah. Amen. Now, picture this. I know you know the story. And again, we've been saying it all week. These stories we know... A lot of times we don't think about them, think about the details in them, because we already know them. But look how odd verse 27 is. I'll tell you how odd this is. Jacob has said, I'll not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, now this is the angel speaking to Jacob, what is thy name? Well, let me just stop here. Okay, two things come to mind. Number one, he very well knew his name. Right. Right. right? Yeah. But number two, I've never been in a fight, wrestling match, fisticuffs, where right in the middle of the wrestling match, the other guy says, hey, what's your name? <laughs> Doesn't that seem like an odd question right in the middle of a wrestling match? What's your name? I don't care what the guy's name is. I want to plaster him to the floor right now. I don't care what his name is. Right in the middle of the wrestling match. Hey, what's your name? Why would he say that? Why would he ask this question? I'll tell you why. Because the last time Jacob was asked what his name was. Yeah. He said, I'm Esau. There you go. Didn't he? Yeah, I'm Esau. 
He lied. He deceived. To try to trick someone else, to trick his dad, to get the blessing, to get the goods. Listen. How many of us, listen, we are not honest with God. We're not honest with ourselves. We're not honest with our parents or our children. Who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Esau. You know why God asked him this question right here at this moment in this time? To give Jacob a chance to come clean. Hey, hey, listen. Just come clean. Just admit where you're wrong and just get it right with God. Yes, sir. Amen. I don't listen. It's the devil. He lies to us. He he tries to convince us that it's going to be a terrible thing if we just get honest. Oh man, you can't. You can't tell that. You you can't admit to that. You you can't make that right with that person. You can't listen. They're they're not going to think right. They're not going to understand. They're not going to listen. When you have done wrong against God, the only way to get it right is to be honest. It does not matter how big or small we may think it is. Right. Please understand this. We have, we have this list of things, really bad things, that if you do those things, you have to, you have to get right about those things. Right. And then we have these things over here that we don't deem so bad. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, God understands type of thing. Right. Listen, you can go through life and never get honest with God. Yeah. You can go through life and you can, listen, you can, you can go through life like Jacob had. <coughs> and guess what? God's still going to be good to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's still going to be, be good to you. He's still yeah. going to put blessings in your life. Yeah. Because he's good. Right. But don't you desire something greater? Right. Right. Don't you desire something deeper? Don't you desire for God's hand of blessing to be upon your life? Right. He says, I'm Jacob. Now, this is beautiful, what the Lord does here. Now, when he says, I'm Jacob, you know what he's saying, right? What does Jacob mean? Supplanter. Underminer. Deceiver. He's admitting what he is and who he is. Look what the Lord does just as soon as he admits that. Verse 28, he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. It's that simple. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes, sir. It's that simple. It's that immediate. Right. Amen. Yes, sir. You come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Guess what? If you're here tonight and you're not saved, you come to the Lord and say, I'm a sinner, and you get saved, you're no longer a sinner. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. Now you're a saint. 
Yeah. Amen. He said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Now God gave him that power, make no mistake. Jacob didn't get this power because he was such a good wrestler. Right. He got this power because he was desperate and he was honest before the Lord. God changed his name to Israel, which we're given the, the interpretation of it here, prince. What's a prince? It's the son of a king. Amen. You know, listen, August 10th, 1995, in Fishersville, Virginia, I came down to an altar. I was under conviction, bad, 17 years old. Been in church all my life. All my life, been in church. Been in good churches all my life. Right. Bible preaching churches. I knew the gospel. Yeah. I knew the gospel. But knowing it and receiving Christ are two different things. Right. And that night, listen, I was desperate. Yeah. And I came down to that altar and I didn't have a fancy prayer. Matter of fact, it wasn't even an altar. It was they had chairs along the side here, old theater chairs, like you used to have under the tent. Yeah, right. And is that one of those chairs right there? I knelt down and I was crying, and I prayed, and all I said was, "God save me." Yeah. That's all I could get out. Yeah. God save me. Amen. Save me. Right. Listen, you know, at that moment. I went from Jacob to Israel. I went from a deceiver to a prince. A child of the king. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a child of the king. What it took? Honesty. Desperation. Fear tonight you're not saved. That's what you need. Let me tell you, there have been times in my life since that day that I have gotten away from God. I just started, I just started, you know, enjoying the blessings of God without having a heart toward the, the blesser. Right, right. That can just make it through. I can fake it through. People think I'm right with you and, and that's good enough for me. Right. But you know what God's done? More than one time in my life, he's brought me to a place. Where it didn't matter that this person had I uh, had his blessing or her blessing or their blessing. None of that mattered anymore. Right. I realized, God, I've got to have your blessing. Right. I've got to have yours. Yeah. And I thank God for those times. Oh, yeah. Amen. 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 Know what it does? It humbles you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And that's what we need. Humble yourself before God, and he'll lift you up. The way down is up, and the way up is down. Amen. He was just honest. And Jacob left with the blessing of God upon his life. Can you say tonight 
that God's blessing is upon your life? I'm not talking about you have blessings in your life because every one of us have those. Is God pleased with you? Is he pleased with you? It's not, listen, it's not something that we think, oh, I'm going to have to sacrifice so much in order to have the blessing of God. Things are better with the blessing of God than without the blessing of God. The blessing of God, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. I wonder if we're desperate tonight for God's blessing. Well, you know, preacher, they agree with me, and they, they agree with me, and I've got the blessing of this one and that one. What about God's blessing? His approval. That's what we ought to be striving for. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for your grace toward us. Lord, we, Jacob said in his prayer in chapter 32 that he wasn't worthy of the least of your mercies. And Lord, that's us. We're not worthy of your mercy, not worthy of your grace, not worthy that you would even place your hand of blessing and power upon us. But God, we do know that you would desire to do just that, that you desire to put your blessing upon us, to know that you're pleased. I think of the song, I just want to please the Lord, be in his will in every way. And I pray that be our heart's cry tonight. Such a joy. living in your will. God help us. In Jesus' name I pray. If there's someone here tonight, you're unsaved, listen, I can't save you.